Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And while I normally do not do this program by myself, today I will be here on my lonesome as my co-host, Mike Piloworski, Mike P. from Arms Room Radio, is soaring, or I'm sorry, flying the friendly skies somewhere above the East Coast. He's working today, folks, so he's not going to be able to join us for the program. But hey, you know what? You're here, so we're going to have a good time. Now, before we uh, get on with the program, got to take care of a few uh, house cleaning items. First and foremost, got to make sure you guys support our sponsors. Folks, check out Hitman Industries. That's Hitman Industries. Uh, if you own a, a modern AR, a modern uh, uh, AR-15, Chances are you already have their barrels in your firearm. But here's the deal, folks. They sell so much more than just barrels. So what you need to do, you need to go to their website, hitmanindustries.net. That's hitmanindustries.net and check them out. I promise you'll see some stuff that you like. Also want to encourage you, please support and check out the California Republican Assembly. Uh, as I like to say in California, they are the Republican wing of the Republican Party, fighting for conservative values from a north to south, from east to west here in California. So please, once again, also check them out. And finally, U.S. Comeback Gear. Dot com. That's the place to get all of your cool swag, when, or all your cool gear when it comes to, to combat. We're talking gloves, we're talking helmets, we're talking packs, we're talking eyewear. If you need it, they have it, please make sure to check them out. Now, as I always tell you, uh, the, links, the links to each and every one of their websites is in the description to this program. So all you got to do, Click on the link, go there. If you like what you see, spend some money with them and let them know that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. Also want to encourage you, please take a moment if you haven't already done so, done so please like, share, and subscribe. Now, there's tons of different ways in which you can turn, tune in to the program. Uh, you can watch the program on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, you can watch us on Spotify if you have Spotify. Uh, by the way, you can also listen to us. And Spotify is another place. If you listen to your audio podcast on there, you can listen to us there. Uh, oh, by the way, you can also watch us on Opslands. Want to make sure to remind you, phenomenal program with great, uh, uh, phenomenal uh, platform with some great programming on there. Tons of our 2A friends uh, are are there on Opslands. But also want to encourage you, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. So like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. You have probably heard that uh, President Joe Biden is going to be holding this evening a, a town hall, a live primetime discussion and uh, interestingly, he has decided to make as the topic of his town hall discussion, uh, democracy. Uh, and in essence, what, he, what his point of democracy is, is his belief is that there are a number of folks, uh, extremist folks, uh, basically he's talking about Republicans, uh, who are destroying or attempting to destroy our democracy. And, and in his mind, this is such a grave threat uh, that he is going to basically, uh, well, He's going to use, utilize his position uh, in order to uh, attack the ultra MAGA party, uh, you know, because of, you know, Donald Trump. And basically his whole idea, his whole goal here is to undermine the potential presidential aspirations of President Donald Trump. And 
his, uh, his press secretary was actually questioned about it. And uh, here's what she had to say about, uh, about the, the, both the press comments and the president's words. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was forced to pivot yesterday when reporters questioned her on President Biden's denouncement of MAGA Republicans. Let's watch that. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party, uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. Friend of the show, Philip Wegman, pressed Jean-Pierre on Biden's suggestion that Republican voters pose a threat to democracy. When the president is talking about preserving the soul of the nation and his threats to democracy, he's not referring to those individuals. He's talking about Republican leadership. Well, let me be, be very clear. It's not just Republican leadership. It's not just that blanket, right? He is talking about an, ex, in an ex, extreme portion, an extreme uh, part of, of the party. All right, so let, let's talk about what she means when she says extreme, or even what the president means when he says extreme. Um, what they're referring to is individuals who believe, for example, that... Uh, individuals should not have to pay more in taxes than they than they ordinarily would have to that actually allowing people to keep more of their money is a good thing you know the money that they actually earned believing that's a good thing uh, he also believes that uh, you are an extremist in this case this is what this white house believes you're an extremist if you believe that we actually have a southern border uh, that we ought to enforce that southern border, and that perhaps maybe we oughtn't, in particular, when we're, when we're requiring people who fly into the United States uh, to either show proof, to show proof of vaccination, that we maybe we oughtn't be letting people just walk across our southern border without proof of vaccination. Uh, you know, we also believe that we also, as, uh, as extremists, believe that when you commit a crime, you ought to do the time. Right. You get arrested. You, 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 you go through the legal process and you ought to go to jail. Uh, but you know, once again, Democrats don't believe that. Democrats that believe if you commit a crime, you're a victim. And so by being a victim, uh, how dare we victimize you again by putting you in jail? That's what that folks, that's what makes us extremists, believing that things like Abortion is something that, that should not necessarily be a constitutional right. Not everybody who's a quote-unquote MAGA Republican or even a Republican believes that abortion should be illegal. Many Republicans simply believe that it doesn't rise to the level of a constitutional right. I don't happen to be that. I, 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 don't, I believe that there ought to be, be limits and restrictions to abortion. That, that happens to be my perspective. But as a party, we largely believe that it's a state's rights issue. It doesn't rise to the level of a constitutional right. We believe in protecting the unborn, the children that are still in the womb. Oh my God, how extremist is that? That we should be protecting a child from having its life taken? That makes you an extremist in their eyes. Uh, if you happen to believe, oh, now, now this is the worst of the worst, folks. If you happen to believe that not all white people are racist and that not all black people are, 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 are being uh, subjugated, uh, or you know, by by or suppressed uh, by white people. Uh, if you believe that America happens to be 
uh, as uh, the best place in the world uh, for you educationally. Uh, the best place for you if you want to go from being, you know, where you can go from poverty to wealth, right, in one generation, where you can go from no education to a postgraduate degree uh, in the next generation. Uh, if you happen to believe that opportunity is a hallmark of what we have here in these United States, uh, and, and that we're not, you know, institutional racism isn't the fundamental hallmark of the United States, then that would make you an extremist in their eyes. So these are all the things uh, that in his address, he's going to come out now, really what it is, folks, here's the deal. He's got to call us extremists. And he's got to try and address the fact that Republicans uh, are speaking the language uh, of the average citizen. They're saying, look, we're tired of, 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 criminals running our streets. We want them put in jail when they commit crimes. Uh, the average person is saying, look, we, we don't want you to take away our fundamental right for us to be able to defend ourselves from those criminals that you Democrats are allowing to run the streets, right? Uh, we're, we're saying that, you know what, perhaps parents you know, the people who actually birthed and are raising these children, maybe the values that are being instilled in them when it comes to gender and gender identity, uh, the, res the, 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 the values of those parents ought to be respected. That right there is, are the values. Those are the things, uh, the, the language that is being spoken. You know, the Republicans are the ones that are saying that, you know what, rather than shutting down businesses, uh, in favor of government organizations or large corporations, we ought to be encouraging people to, to not just grow their small business, but to, to start new small businesses. Uh, that's what the Republican Party is saying. It has become the, the party of the average person, of the working person, uh, while the Democratic Party has become the party of the criminals and the academic and financial and entertainment elite. And, uh, well, because we support the people, as Republicans, we are extremists and therefore must be quieted down. Now, uh, I, I realized that I went a little bit long on that one, but just I, I wanted to share that with you only because tomorrow uh, uh, Mike and I will be on and we'll analyze uh, what the president had to say in his address this evening. Uh, I know you're probably not going to want to watch it, uh, so I will watch it. Mike and I will watch it so you don't have to. So all you got to do is tune in tomorrow uh, and you'll have an opportunity to hear a little bit more uh, well, exactly. You'll be able to get a chance to hear exactly what the president had to say. Uh, in who knows, maybe, maybe he'll have a new word for us today, or words out. We shall see. We shall see. All right. In our next story, um, we we have seen. So there have been oh, over this last election, as we saw this repeatedly throughout the January sixth committee. We saw individual after individual basically say that the reason why Donald Trump was responsible for what happened on January 6th for the, 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 the uh, insurrection, you know, the insurrection for which no one is actually being charged with insurrection. Yeah, that one. Uh, the, one where, uh, the one where they keep saying people died, but actually... Uh, the only person who actually died as a result of that day was an unarmed female Trump supporter who was shot by a Capitol policeman. Uh, that's the only person who that's the only person who died that day as a result of the January of January 6th. Uh, and I dare you, if you don't believe me, I dare you to challenge me. And I, I can prove it to you, but I'm not. I've already done it, so I'm not going to do it right now. But these are the very same folks who say that the reason why, well, 
he's an election denier. He's an election denier. Well, here's what we here's what we know. And, and Town Hall actually did, like, Town Hall's Katie Pavlich actually did a phenomenal job of laying out a list and uh, including some uh, video evidence. Uh, this was back in June of Democrats who were, in fact, election deniers. We'll start with probably, I don't know that he's the most prominent one, but because he is the chair of the January 6th committee, I think it's important to hear hear his words about uh, how uh, someone who denies an election, uh, what that means uh, and how they should be treated. This morning, we'll tell the story of how Donald Trump lost an election and knew he lost an election and as a result of his loss, decided to wage an attack on our democracy, an attack on the American people by trying to rob you of your voice in our democracy, and in doing so, lit the fuse that led to the horrific violence of January 6th, when a mob of his supporters stormed the Capitol sent by Donald Trump to stop the transfer of power. Okay, so the first thing to understand is this was an individual who refused to attend Donald Trump's inauguration. Why did he refuse to attend it? Because he said he was an illegitimate president. He was one of the leaders of the, or at least one of the participants, but I believe one of the leaders of the whole, uh, you know, Trump collusion, uh, Trump stole the election in 2016. And still to this day, uh, will will proclaim that Trump did not win that election. He is the lead election denier. But that's not it. He's not the only that's not the only thing he did. He's also the individual uh, who actually voted to to decertify electors uh, in his state decertify electors uh, in his state because once again he said that well no he didn't because he said George Bush did not win the election. So this guy is a clearly Clearly and obviously an election denier. And, and you know, by the way, he, he this is the candidate right here uh, who, once again, uh, the, the candidate who was running against Donald Trump, uh, who, once again, he refused to accept the, he refused to accept that election. Well, he probably refused to accept it and called it illegitimate because guess what? The candidate he supported also said the same darn thing. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Gee, um, I, I, I'm wondering, now, now mind you, there were riots in places across the country when Donald Trump won the election, including Washington, D.C., where firebombs were thrown at law enforcement officers. All police were attacked. Government buildings were attacked. But yet and still, I, I, I don't recall anybody dragging Hillary Clinton in and having a committee hearing about any of the riots that took place in Chicago, Philadelphia, uh, that took place in Seattle or Portland, that took place in Los Angeles or Oakland. Nobody, nobody brought Hillary Clinton in. Absolutely, positively, nobody. Nobody did that when you had members of Congress, once again, as I said before, refusing to certify electors. Uh, Ms. Abrams, it's been over two years, and you still refuse to concede that you lost the race for governor in Georgia in 2018. You have said that, quote, you do not concede that the process was proper, and that, quote, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. Yes or no, today, 
do you still maintain that the 2018 Georgia election was stolen? As I've always said, I acknowledged at the very beginning that I that Brian Kemp won under the rules that were in place. So, in other words, what she is saying is, is that, is that, well, the rules were illegal. She still, she still to this day is saying she didn't lose, she did not lose the election, that she, she basically, she says he cheated. Um, and I apologize about that. That was actually the wrong video. Uh, that was Stacey Abrams. Uh, I, let's see if I can find the right one. Do I have the right one here? No, I did not upload that one. So, uh, not going to be able to share with you that one, but I do have another one here for you. Here, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm sure you'll recognize this individual and what the, uh, she has to say. Elections matter. When you win an election, you get to set the rules. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. So, again, as a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, I will tell you that we should believe exactly what the intelligence community has told us, which is Russia did interfere in the election of the president of the United States in 2016. Once again, now here, there's the, once again, there's the vice president of the United States basically saying yeah, no, Trump didn't win. The Russians interfered. And by the way, the Russians attempted to interfere. No doubt. I don't think anybody is denying that the Russians attempted to interfere. But see, when they say interference, yes, there were bots on Facebook on, and social media on Twitter that were sending out information, that were sending out negative stuff about, uh, about, uh, uh, about Hillary Clinton. And they were, by the way, they also found that some of them were sending out negative stuff about Donald Trump. That were their whole goal was to was to create chaos. It wasn't so much to elect one person over the other, but it was to create chaos. But here's the other thing we know: we know that Facebook, Twitter, other social media and internet organizations, other media sources, were working to interfere with information that you had would have access to. Let me can, can I can I say this? Can I say Hunter Biden laptop? Can I say Hunter Biden laptop? Can I say can I say coronavirus disinformation? We know that they were suppressing the truth. We already know that. We we now know that for a fact. They don't want to admit it, but we now know for a fact that they were suppressing the truth in order to and well I'll put it to you this way. I'm not going to say that it was in order to impact the 2020 election. Yes I am. Yes I am. I'm going to say it. It was to it was to impact the 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 uh, the 2020 election. How do I know this? Because Zuckerberg spent hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to get out vote to get out the vote in Democratic communities. That's how that. I, if that's not evidence enough, I don't know what is. Now they say it was it was to encourage people to exercise their right to vote. But why'd you only do it in Democratic communities? Why'd you only do it in areas where Democrat where Democrats were, were likely to win? Why? Because those are the people that you wanted in office. Either that, or you are you are a lot dumber, Mister Zuckerberg, than you portray yourself to be. Anyway, but we know this stuff happened, and now I, I do finally have the video that I've been looking for. So here here is a congressman basically attempting to do the exact same thing uh, that several Republicans and Republican supporters, mind you, anybody who dared raise any question about the election is treated as an extremist, an ultra-mega extremist. If you say, well, gee, um, 
there there's a case in Baltimore where hundreds of people didn't get their their they didn't get their 2020 ballot general election ballot until 2022. You say that you are an extremist, you are an ultra maga extremist uh, election denier. When you say that election officials changed election processes without going through the legislative process, process, which they should have, you are seen as an extremist. When you say that, when you say that Facebook and Twitter and various other uh, social media and, and media entities actually either downplayed or flat out ignored stories that would have made Democrats look bad, uh, even though we know that's the truth, you are an extremist. But anyway, here's so. He, but here's the here's them doing the exact same thing. Uh, there's the exact doing the exact same thing. Elections matter. When you win an I election, I did not just do that. You get to set the rules. How can you? Win? What purpose is member right? There we go. Uh, I have an objection because ten of the twenty-nine electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual debate office is, holding. Debate is out of order. You guys are recognized. That's Representative Raskin. and 17 of the Title III of the United States Code required that any objection be presented. Yeah, see, that's a Democrat, Representative Raskin, uh, once again, denying the election. So my whole point that here, folks, is this, is that Democrats want to appear to be all outraged because Republicans, some Republicans, employed the exact same tactics that they did in previous elections and yet and still they act like well, the problem is the biggest problem is the media doesn't hold them accountable and that's the real thing you know ultimately part the role in the job of the media is supposed to be to hold them accountable right they're supposed to be the objective observers of what's going on in what is it whether it's in sports or it's in culture or it's in politics and governance they're supposed to be the objective observer and sharing that information with we the public but what's happening now is is that they are part of the game right they're the, they're they're like supposed to be the 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 commentator or the umpire and they're the commentator or they're the broadcaster of what's going on but imagine if the broadcasters they have a favorite team so they're only going to show you what they want to show you in order to make sure that their team wins and that's what you've got coming right now out of mainstream out of the mainstream media but uh, you know what do I know? I'm only supported by the facts. Funny thing, funny thing. Okay, twenty. I know you. I know you're wondering, like twenty-two dollar minimum wage in California. What is Craig talking about? So the CEO of McDonald's, or the president, or U.S. Pre, I'm sorry, the U.S. president, uh, McDonald's U.S. president, uh, is is commenting. On, he was commenting on a new law that was passed. Uh, and by the California legislature. And what it will do is it will set, it creates a commission that will set working standards uh, and uh, minimum wages and whatnot for fast food workers. Uh, the whole goal is, is to basically create a livable wage slash union type environment at places like McDonald's uh, and, and whatnot in the state of California. Now, the crazy thing, so and what he is saying is, you know, and he's done some anal he's done some analysis of this whole process. And he said, look, it's going to create like a twenty two dollar minimum wage in the state of California. It's going to create working conditions that are just simply going to be uh, 
outrageous and unattainable. If not unattainable, it is going to make the cost of fast food in the state of California so high that customers are just going to you know, customers will largely refuse will refuse to pay it. Or and and by the way, here's the other thing. Or they will they will have to fast track uh, technological breakthroughs that will uh, work to put people uh, out of business. You guys have seen if you've ever if you've been to a McDonald's in, in, and there's tons of them now in California where first of all you can order and they actually encourage you to order on an app on your phone, which decreases the need for them to have uh, need decreases the need for them to have uh, folks working the register. Right. We've seen that they even even if that they also have the kiosks that are out, that are out front. Right. May once again, making it easier for them to order to, easier for them to reduce the number of, of workers that they have. What you're going to start to see is a lot of these places are going to go to maybe drive through only. That way they don't have to clean or have anybody to clean, clean off tables or clean off floors or clean bathrooms uh, in their in their fast food restaurants. You'll basically just drive up get your food and leave. And the only people that'll probably be helping you uh, are going to be people who are working the windows, right? You will have already paid before you got there. So they'll cook your food and they, the people at the window, their job will be to hand you your food. Uh, and that's going to start to become the way that they're going to work. They're going to operate on skeleton crews. And the people who have those jobs are basically going to, well, they're going to then be unemployed. And by the way, these are people that right now in California, especially these places are already hiring people at $16, $17 an hour for starting minimum wage jobs. I mean, you can to get a, a, a fast food meal that are, uh, just a few years ago may have cost you six dollars, cost you almost twice that now. And, and they're wondering, you know, and, and these businesses are starting to see fewer and fewer people coming into their restaurants because, once again, the cost of of what they're doing has gotten so outrageous. And well, uh, now the, 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 uh, the president of McDonald's is basically saying, yeah, you guys better figure this out because it's gonna hurt everybody. It's gonna hurt them and, and whoever's invested in McDonald's. It's going to hurt their employees because their employees are gonna wind up getting laid off. Uh, the things that are, the, the, in particular, the positions that are going to be the, the, uh, the easiest replaced by technology are gonna wind up being the ones who are gonna wind up being let go. And, uh, and instead of earning $16 an hour or $17 an hour, uh, they're definitely not going to be earning $22 an hour because they're going to be unemployed. Uh, and I don't think unemployment pays that much. I don't think it pays that. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's going to pay them that much. So, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you want to see the, the success or the failure of liberal policies, uh, just keep an eye on California because in the last few years since Gavin Mussolini has become governor, uh, let me just tell you, we've implemented some of the craziest and the wackiest uh, pieces of legislation and social order change. And, it, and, and I will just tell you right now, we haven't hit rock bottom yet, but we're heading down the hill fast and we are picking up speed. And I think anyone who's honest with themselves and living in California will tell you, yeah, that's the case. Uh, many of them will not admit uh, that it's the liberal policies, but that's because they support the liberals who implemented the policies. Sad but true, sad but true. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. All right, so this next story about flagging gun purchases. Now, this is not necessarily something that is happening right now, but this is something that a number of different banks and credit card companies have talked about doing and are now being encouraged 
uh, by Gab by Gabby Giffords and uh, Giffords her gun control group. They're working with major credit card companies uh, to to basically flag a gun and ammo purchases. Now, some of these folks already are doing so. They are, in other words, they are not approving. So you go into a gun store, you go to buy a gun, or you go to buy ammo, uh, and they are not approving the purchase. So you, you, you got this thing, you're paying this annual fee, and they are basically saying, yeah, no, we're not going to... Uh, we're not going to approve your purchase. That is what is currently in the process and taking place in, 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 with, with some companies. And they're encouraging all major uh, credit card companies uh, to do the same. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move along to our parting shots as we uh, come up here to the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, this first one, and once again, this goes back to a lot of the things we're talking about right now. Uh, well, I'll show it to you and then I'll explain it. So for those of you who are just listening, it's a meme where a, a mother is talking to her daughter and the little girl says, Mom, what's a conspiracy theorist? And the mother says to the daughter, somebody who figures out the truth before most people, dear. Uh, and the whole point behind this one and the reason why I wanted to share this one was because so many of the things that we realize that the mainstream media and the Democratic Party has told us is false, told us was not true, come to find out now, is in fact true. So many of the things that they are trying to implement in schools that they've denied they are now telling are true. Some of the things that were, not so much that were crazy, right? The fact that we now don't know the definition of, uh, or that we have, that in somewhere in the United States, that we would be uh, having to teach uh, children, the difference between that there that there are that there is no gender that there's that people can choose their gender that there's no boys no girls, uh, yeah no that's that's a thing now that all white people are racist yeah we're now teaching that uh, that all white people are racist and that all black people are are victims we're teaching that now that you are an extremist and well, anyway you know all the things anyway those things that are all uh, conspiracy theorists uh, conspiracy theories are all now proving to be true. Uh, the stuff you used to read in the onion, I mean, the stuff you used to read in the onions or Babylon B, the funny part is, is you can read headlines in your major newspapers today and it's going to read almost the exact same. Anyway, and that leads us to our definition of woke informal here in the United States. The definition says this as an adjective. It's a state of awareness only achieved by those dumb enough to find injustice in everything except their own behavior. Once again, these are folks who, well, you know, they're against violence unless they are the ones engaging in violence because they're engaging in violence against evil people and so therefore it is justified. Uh, they're the people who, who abhor racism and call themselves anti-racist but uh, support racism and are okay with racism when it comes to, well, you know, if I'm racist against white people or in certain cases I can be racist against Asian people because that, that's what they believe because of their proximity to whiteness. Uh, anyway. That's the definition of woke. Uh, they believe that, uh, you know, uh, it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal if they are doing it for the greater good. Yeah, that's what they kind of believe. All right, folks. Well, hey, that is going to be it for uh, today's show. want to encourage you once again, please take a moment to visit our sponsors. Uh, that would be uh, Hitman Industries. Uh, find them once again at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly. You'll find them at CRAGOP.org and uh, uscombatgear.com. You will find them 
at well at uscomicgear.com. Check them all out. Uh, see what's there. If you like what you see, spend some money with them. And tell them that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. That's going to be it once again for today's program. We very much appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We will see you tomorrow on Feedback Friday. You guys take care. <laughs>